Hi friends, this is Megan, and you're listening to the She Lives Purposely podcast, where we encourage women to love Jesus and live purposely in every area of life. Before we begin, I want to tell you about one sponsor for today's podcast episode, the For His Glory blog. For His Glory is a blog with the goal of glorifying Christ by sharing His word. For His Glory blog writes about joy, change, singleness, healing, sin, and so many other crucial topics. You can find the blog on Instagram at blog underscore for his glory or on their blog site at forhisglory2.godaddysites.com. That's at blog underscore for his glory or on their blog site at forhisglory2.godaddysites.com. Hello, friend, and welcome back to the She Lives Purposely podcast. My name is Megan, and I am the founder of She Lives Purposefully and the host of this podcast, and I am so excited that you are here. I hope and pray that you are encouraged and equipped by this incredible episode. I am so for you, and just for you to walk with Jesus well and to, of course, live purposefully. I want to encourage you, too, before we start this episode, to encourage one friend today by sharing this episode with them. Just one person. Build them up today in their walk with Christ. I know that I can't wait to share it with you. And two, if you haven't subscribed yet, be sure to subscribe to the She Lives Purposefully podcast so that you don't miss a single bit of encouragement. And if you're feeling extra generous, feel free to leave a review so that others who are stumbling on this podcast will know whether or not they should check it out. Okay, so whether you are in your car driving to work or running errands and you're listening there, maybe you're cooking and cleaning, uh, maybe you're at work, maybe you are just ready with your notebook to take notes, however you listen to your podcast, be ready to be encouraged and equipped today. I am so excited because today is episode, or not episode two, uh, it's the second time that we are doing the Bible study version of the podcast, and we are going into Ruth chapter 2 today, um, which I am so excited about, and I'm going to be reading that in in just a short bit, but I just am so stoked about doing this because, again, after doing a chapter in Hebrews last month, um, some people were just reaching out saying that they loved having that as an option on the podcast, and we're just excited about that, and we're hoping that that would happen more. And so I figured, you know what? I'm going to try and do two episodes a week, and one of those um, being a Bible study type of episode, and the others, of course, being our kind of topical episodes and guest podcast episodes, which are so sweet. So I'm just really excited to be back today with um, another uh, episode of the Bible study version um, back again in kind of a comfy sweater just sitting at my dining room table with my mic and my Bible ready to go so let's dive into Ruth to yet again I I just need to have this open um, okay here we go if you are looking for Ruth it is right after the book of Judges um, which is in the Old Testament it's one of the first like seven or eight books of the Bible. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, Joshua, Judges, Ruth. So there, yeah, that's where it is. Um, okay, so we're going to read Ruth chapter two, if you are following along. If not, just listen in and be encouraged and allow the Lord to speak to you through this. Okay, so Ruth chapter two. Now Naomi had a relative of her husband's, a worthy man of the clan of Elimelech, whose name was Boaz. 
And Ruth the Moabite said to Naomi, Let me go to the field and glean among the ears of grain after him, in whose sight I shall find favor. And she said to her, Go, my daughter. So she set out and went and gleaned in the field after the reapers. And she happened to come to the part of the field belonging to Boaz, who was of the clan of Elimelech. Behold, Boaz came from Bethlehem, and he said to the reapers, The Lord be with you. And they answered, The Lord bless you. Then Boaz said to his young man, who was in charge of the reapers, Whose young woman is this? And the servant who was in charge of the reapers answered, She is the young Moabite woman who came back with Naomi from the country of Moab. She said, Please let me glean and gather among the sheaves after your reapers. So she came and she has continued from early morning until now, except for a short rest. Then Boaz said to Ruth, Now listen, my daughter, do not go to glean in any other fields, in another field, or leave this one, but keep close to my young women. Let your eyes be on the field that they are reaping and go after them. Have I not charged the young men not to touch you? And when you are thirsty, go to the vessels and drink what the young men, what the young men have drawn. Then she fell on her face, bowing to the ground, and said to him, Why have I found favor in your eyes, that you should take notice of me since I am a foreigner? But Boaz answered her, All that you have done for your mother-in-law since the death of your husband has been fully told to me, and how you left your father and mother and your native land and came to a people that you did not know before. The Lord repay you for what you have done, and a full reward be given to you by the Lord, the God of Israel, under whose wings you have come to take refuge. Then she said, I have found favor in your eyes, my Lord, for you have comforted me and spoken kindly to your servant, though I am not one of your servants. And at mealtime, Boaz said to her, come here and sit and eat some bread and dip your morsel in the wine. So she sat beside the reapers and he passed to her roasted grain and she ate until she was satisfied and she had some left over. When she rose to glean, Boaz instructed his young men, saying, Let her glean even among the sheaves, and do not reproach her. And also pull out some from the bundles for her, and leave it for her to glean, and do not rebuke her. So she gleaned in the field until evening. Then she beat out what she had gleaned, and it, took a, and it was about an ephah of barley. And she took it up and went into the city. Her mother-in-law saw what she had gleaned. She also brought out... She also brought out and gave her what food she had left over after being satisfied. And her mother-in-law said to her, Where did you glean today, and where have you worked? Blessed be the man who took notice of you. So she told her mother-in-law with whom she had worked and said, "This The man's name with whom I work today is Boaz. And Naomi said to her daughter-in-law, May he be blessed by the Lord, whose kindness has not forsaken the living or the dead. Naomi also said to her, the man is a close relative of ours, one of our redeemers. And Ruth the Moabite said, Besides, he said to me, You shall keep close by my young men until they have finished all my harvest. And Naomi said to Ruth, her daughter-in-law, It is good, my daughter, that you go out with his young women, lest in another field you be assaulted. So she kept close to the young women of Boaz, gleaning until the end of the barley and wheat harvests, and she lived with her mower, her mother-in-law. Um, so that's chapter two of Ruth, which is such a, such a really cool chapter. And I'm really excited to dive into it because there is just, oh, there's just so much goodness in this book. And I just love it. If you have maybe heard of the book of Ruth, maybe you've studied before, but you know that the book of Ruth is one of the, um, 
probably like biggest, most popular love stories that is found in the Bible, Boaz and Ruth, and um, just their story. So here we are introduced for the first time to Boaz. Ruth meets the field owner of the field that she's working in, and that's Boaz, and finds favor in his eyes. So today we're going to be diving into the character of Ruth, the character of Boaz. Uh, We're going to be talking about God as a God who coordinates and who is a God of refuge. So those are kind of the four things we're going to be talking about. Um, So diving into the character of Ruth, which even just as reading it right now, I was like, oh, this is so good. She's just, she just really is an incredible um, woman. Um, So we know from chapter one that Ruth is loyal. Ruth is bold and Ruth is willing to choose God above it all. From reading chapter two, we get an more in-depth picture of who Ruth is. We see other qualities about her, qualities that we can definitely learn from. We see that Ruth in chapter seven through seven or verses seven through seventeen is hardworking. She is willing to be the worker if it's between herself and Naomi. She even ends up offering herself to do so without being asked, which is really important. Um, once she is working, it's noted that Ruth worked from morning. Um, to, you know, the end of the day only with a short rest. So she is not somebody who is lazy. She's not just trying to get by. She's very diligently working. In verse 6, we see that she is a woman of character, notable to others. In verse 6, we see that others know of her sacrifice and kindness to Naomi. And in verses 7 and 10, we see that Ruth is humble. It's noted here that Ruth asked to go after the reapers. She isn't looking for a handout. In fact, she's willing to go last to get what she needs. In verse 10, when Boaz favors her, she isn't entitled, but she is thankful. And so speaking of Boaz, let's go into the character of Boaz. We are first introduced to Boaz here in verse 3. He is the owner of the field that Ruth is working in. From the very beginning, we see two things. Boaz is a kind boss, and Boaz is God-fearing. In verse 4, Boaz's first words are greetings to his workers, which is a small little thing, but it's noted in scripture. He is actually blessing them, in fact. In verse 5, he takes notice of a new woman who is working. In verses 8 and 9, we see that Boaz is concerned for Ruth's safety and goes out of his way to make sure that she is protected. We also see in verses 8 and 9 that Ruth finds favor in his eyes. He is treating her with a particular kindness. We see it again in verses 14 through 16 when he gives her an abundance of food and actually asks his employees to help her. The reason why Ruth found favor in Boaz's eyes is in verse 11, and it says this, All that you have done for your mother-in-law since the death of your husband has been fully told to me. Boaz sees Ruth's character, and in turn, she's found favor with him. He is a man of character that notices good character. And I I just thought that was so incredible. He's just not noticing, he's not just noticing, you know, how beautiful she is or whatever, but just her character as well. Um, And so too, he is someone that loves God. We see this in verse four when he greets his workers again, and he greets them, like we talked about, with a blessing from the Lord. So he's involving the Lord in his workday and his relationship with his workers. We see it again in verse 12 when he wishes for Ruth that the Lord repay her for what she has done. Again, 
Um, and again, when he refers to God as someone Ruth can be taken refuge in. So he brings up the Lord multiple times in their conversation. Um, and two, knows the Lord's character, that, that she can take refuge in, um, in the Lord, which is so sweet. And soon we discover just how much the Lord works in our situations. Not only is Boaz an incredibly kind boss, and not only does he find favor in Ruth, but we discover that coincidentally, quote unquote, um, this kind, well-off man that favors Ruth is actually one of Naomi and Ruth's redeemers, which we see in verse 20. So a redeemer in that time was someone who could... um, marry into the family and provide financial relief to that family. So this is essentially somebody who could really help Ruth and Naomi um, and and take them from their burdens and, and financial burdens and just be someone who is supportive to them by Ruth marrying Boaz. Um, and, and so it's just kind of, <clears throat> and I use coincidental, like quote unquote, but so the Lord that he is having them crawl cross paths in the situation that she just happens to be in his field and then happens to find favor and they happen to strike up conversation and all of these things and it's actually someone who um, is a kinsman redeemer and going into that he is a god who coordinates i have always loved verse three so she set out just like we talked about and went and gleaned in the field after the reapers and she happened to come to the part of the field belonging to boaz One aspect of God that I love is that he is a God who works in the details. He is a God who coordinates and works behind the scenes. He's a God that allows Ruth to just so happen to work in the field that ends up being the field of her kinsman redeemer, whose eventual ancestors will be Jesus Christ himself. She just so happened. If there's ever a doubt that God is in control of the details, however small, here's a story to put that doubt to rest. He is so in the details of your work, of your life, relationships, all of it. He cares and he coordinates. And then just wrapping up here, we know from this chapter that God is a God of refuge. In verse 12, which is so beautiful, it says, The Lord, the God of Israel, under whose wings you have come to take refuge. This verse, as it stands alone, is so peace-giving. It reaffirms that our God is one who allows us to take refuge in him. He allows us to find shelter in him and to hide in him. But this verse becomes drastically more beautiful when we read it in its context. Ruth was not a Jewish woman. She was a Moabite woman finding refuge in a Jewish God. And God is choosing to be her refuge, the one, who's, the one under whose wings she finds rest. From our New Testament minds, this may be something that we gloss over, but in this day and age, it was significant, a significant thing um, for a Gentile to change religion. God was allowing someone who was not of his people to become his people, to take refuge in him, and he was going to be her God. Friends, this speaks to today. It speaks to those who feel unworthy to find their rest in him. It shows us that when we choose him as our refuge, and we are unworthy, but when we choose him as a refuge to find refuge in him, he hides us in the shelter of his wings, no matter who we are. 
So friends, I hope and I pray that you were encouraged by this chapter of Ruth today and by this um, podcast episode. If you were, I want to encourage you, of course, to encourage one of your friends with this episode and share this and be sure to subscribe as well. But I do hope and pray that this was an encouragement to you, that the Lord spoke to you through it. And I want to encourage you as well to go back to this chapter today, later today, read or maybe tomorrow this week, read Ruth 2 again, read ahead in Ruth, in Ruth 3 and 4, um, and just allow the Lord to speak to you in your own quiet time with him through this incredible book. I love you friends, and I hope you have a great rest of your day. Thank you so much for listening to today's conversation. I would love to hear what you thought about the podcast on Instagram at she lives purposefully and to rate and review us wherever you're listening from. It really helps us to serve you guys better and just lets us know what you're thinking and feeling and what you're looking for even. Um, so feel free to do that. And also tell your friends about the podcast. Let them know if it's been an encouragement to you, go and encourage them with it. Thank you so much again for listening. I love you friends.